21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Yeah, I'm Joe Burns. I call myself a money master. Um, you know, I think part of my journey, and I think it's relevant for you know this conversation, is that uh, like you, you know, you're saying, hey, I'm not, I'm good with money, but not awesome with money. I think that's kind of my story as well, right? Um, not that my parents taught me like how to be really good with money. Nobody ever really like sat down and said, Joe, here, here it is. And uh, on a side note, that's kind of something that I feel like, you know, in the United States where I'm based. That's something we could teach our children a little bit more about financial literacy um, because we don't get it. Um, you know, so I live my life going, going about life, but um, it all happened about, and it's been about 12 years ago now, kind of uh, the financial crisis of 2008 in the US. Um, a, a lot of stuff happened to me and my wife. Uh, you know, they always say life is the best teacher. Um, you know, and as, as some things unfolded, there was uh, some mental health things that my wife was going through. Um, Still? Well, she's a lot better now after 12 years, um, but still like it, it, like PTSD, she was uh, uh, working at a credit union um, and she was held up at gunpoint twice in six weeks. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. And that kind of started like this whole unraveling of um, kind of life for us. Uh, so at that point in time, you know, we lost an income uh, in our family, sure right? Thing, we were yeah. dual income. She couldn't work anymore. Um mm. You know, and, and so we started going through like, just like what, what's next for us. Um, I uh, decided, well, I'd been at the company I had been at with my corporate job for 12 years. It was time to move on and get something a little fresh, right? Kind of mix things up. Cause who doesn't want to mix things up when you're in the middle of like kind of a personal crisis as well. Right. Uh, and I look at that and I'm like, we didn't think about that back then. Now I look back at it. I'm like, we were very blessed to have some kind of guidance uh, that I would say would be much higher than us. Right. before we continue with, yeah. with with your journey how would you define crisis let's immerse into that regarding your feeling thinking the process there like crisis that we were in uh so financially we lost a, a whole complete income out of our family right we went from two incomes to one income okay how um, did you cope with it how did i cope with it i didn't at first yeah um so at first I didn't do anything. I just like, I kind of buried my head. Like I think a lot of people do. And it's just like one step in front of the other. I didn't know what to do with my wife. I'd never been through that situation before. Like um, stuck in the fear or something like that. Stuck in the, I need to survive mode. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Right? So at that point in time, I, I think that the, the, when I look back at my coping mechanism was I just need to make sure that my family survives. So I'm going to do everything possible to make that happen. Um, what was know, your what was your trigger points on a daily basis uh, regarding your coping mechanism? How to make that first step? How to go out from the fear zone for the red from the red zone? Yeah. What was and your I, coping I like mechanism? Um, I, you know, mine was just avoidance. I, I think that's the biggest coping mechanism. Like, if I deal with it and deal with the things and the trauma happening at home, and then I go to work, and then I can just kind of forget about that for a while. Um, you know, and it was just kind of avoidance for me. What was your uh, tipping point? Do you remember? Tipping, yeah, I do. I do remember. 
Uh, my tipping point was my wife was getting better. She had been to a hospital, right? We were getting help for her. Life was still really chaotic. Um, and in the process, right, of moving across, because this is like, you know, through everything, we moved across the country in, in the middle of all this, right? So we moved 2,000 miles away from home, away from our support system, like all of that. So as I look back at it, there was a boiling point, right? And you're saying the tipping point, what is that? Um, so we had, we have a dog, we still have him. Um, he's a pit bull uh, who's, who we've had for 13 years. While we're out there, I'm like, hey, you know what would make even, I look at this and I just kind of laugh now, but I'm like, you know what would make life even better is if we rescued a dog too, <laughs> right? So let's, <laughs> let's add more on top of this, right? Um, and I look back and, and it's important because this dog we found, she was the best dog. Like she was a, a pit bull something mix, right? But it's just beautiful, just super lovey, just like really uh, kind of completed our home for us. Um, and probably compassionate. Yes, just just so compassionate, loved everybody, like was everybody's best friend. Um, and my tipping point was we, we, we rescued her. We had her for two and a half years and she got cancer and died at day uh. five. You had some bad luck in your life. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just a little bit. Right. Uh. And, uh, you know, for me, that was a tipping point. I look back at it now and I'm like, you know, that absolutely crushed me. I'm like, here I am this whole time trying to make life work for me. Uh, financially trying to help my wife stay uh, on this planet, right? Because she was uh, very suicidal through all of this. Um, this dog who was just loving, and we still have our other one, but just kind of like it, it made our little family. Um, and then, you know, and then she dies and she was my best bud. And like, I lost it at that point. Like I, I totally fell apart, um, you know, and, and went, through the, went through counseling and just kind of some old stuff, but looked at my own life. And there was a lot of stuff like, you know, I was telling you before, my coping mechanism was like avoidance, just like, forget about it. Mm-hmm. And there had been a lot of things in my life that I had been doing that. Um, and so it was, it was kind of the, the, the beginning of a, a wonderful journey for me and, and to where I'm at today, 12 years later. Mm-hmm. So bad stuff were the basis of good stuff after some while. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, all that happened, um, I guess on top of that, you know, just diving into more of the bad stuff, you know, the talk of divorce between my wife and myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after, after that point, it's kind of like the end, the rock bottom. It's like, where can we go from here? Um, and it's really just, I think the, the light at the end of the tunnel, the good stuff that started happening was me choosing back into me and figuring out what do uh, I what, need to what do to relief. be a happy person? What a relief. Yeah. You know, Finally being by yourself. What's that? Finally being... Uh, by yourself correct just like understanding you know who joe is and and how does joe tick and what what opinion opinions do i have and uh you know feeling free to express them uh, i've been very quiet most of my my life and um you know and there's lots of childhood trauma and things like that on top of it right of of feeling how i had to present myself in the world and it was kind of one of the first times in my life where i could be like oh hey i can present myself in a different light, right? And as I started that, that's um, looking back at all that is when I actually started creating, um, you know, the framework by which I teach now on money, right? And looking back at my journey, journey about money through this crisis in my life and and how through, even as, as real horrible it was, that I always continued to make more money through the process. Like I was making more money at the end of all this than I had started out making, like in a corporate job. Um, so, and then as I started to do kind of that personal development and self-discovery of myself. Excuse um, me, isn't that a little bit weird? 
having so much troubles and at, at the same time being able to 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 make money why why do you think uh, that was possible <laughs> i i know now i like you phrasing it that way I, nobody's ever asked me that question i guess i've never thought of it that way either um and, and i look back at that and it's just my relationship with money right i had to get very good at understanding what my relationship with money was through all this process because everything for the first time in my adult life was on my shoulders to make sure that I survived. And it's kind of like, you know how all of us have, uh, you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? That primal need of survival is like the basis of what everybody's looking for. And the thing is we go there so often with money and we never really pass that tier, right? Because money helps us survive. If we don't have money, we can't pay our mortgage. We can't pay our rent, we can't buy food. Um, so all these things were pushing on me. So I had to continue to make more to, to really survive. Part of that was when we moved across the country, um, where we moved to, the cost of living was like three times more expensive. Mm. I got a big raise, but we were also planning my wife working out there and it, didn't, it wasn't going to happen. Right. So all of a sudden we're there, no support system. And, you know, you've got to pay your bills. And so how do you survive and, and you know, get my wife the mental uh, health help that she needed um, and all that? Like, so it was just like this big whirlwind of craziness. But looking back at it, you know, kind of calming myself and just being, what do we have to do? And I did that every day, right? What do I have to do to make tomorrow better than today? This little world we're visiting is just a temporary home for every soul he's living in. It's time to break every chain. We are forgiven. How deep is your connection with money? It's, it's really deep. I understand it. I mean, money I'm, I'm is just like, expression. It's it's abstract term. You know, we can say how deep is your your connection with wealth or abundance yeah. or I don't know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people's you know money, wealth, abundance, and and I think what a lot of people miss is when they start looking at that and hey, what is your relationship with you know wealth, abundance, and money? what it really is at the end of the day is just a mirror that reflects back you. So what is your connection with yourself? And as you increase that connection with yourself and understand yourself more than the outside resources of relationships, right? Cause at the end of the day, business is all about relationships, right? Who we know, who can help us, you know, finding clients and building those relationships. And if we can do that with money and wealth the same way, but really, you know, use it as a mirror to have a better relationship with ourselves then that relationship can be infinitely good. If I understood you well, it's not about having money and losing your, losing myself, but having myself and having money at the same time. Can you yep. can you go a little bit deeper? I'm I'm egocentric at the moment, so I'm I'm I think I'm I want to know more because of me 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 myself and I. The old-fashioned way of thinking is. If you want a bunch of money, you will lose yourself. You need to lose yourself and your loved ones and your life and blah, blah, blah. But your way of thinking and your philosophy is a little bit different. Yeah, it's, it's actually a complete 180 of that. Right? I don't think we don't have to lose ourselves. Uh, I mean, when you, when you just talked a little bit and, and it kind of made me laugh because I tell all my clients when they're with me, they can be selfish. Mm -hmm. Right, because my my coaching I do and what I do with money is all about the person, a hundred percent of the time. Because 
what happens is nobody, I don't know, my own bringing up and, and talking with, with people, like nobody taught us really how to connect with ourselves, like on an emotional level. Um, I grew up in the eighties. Right. And, and nobody like, it's just, I, I was pretty much a latchkey kid. Right. I just, my parents went to work in the summertime and we'd go, we'd go outside and play and then would come in before the lights, you know, went on, on the streets. Like it just, we were never home. By the way, did you, talk- did you have the long hair in the eighties? I didn't. It was, it was a little bit longer <laughs> <Okay>. than not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Please continue. So. In fact, like my dad always shaved it off in the summertime just because it was easier <laughs> okay. to kill, Right. <laughs> clever guy. Clever guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm breathing by releasing tears begin to fall as I bury my eyes as I bury my eyes. Nobody taught me how to, to express myself. I mean, I even look back and my parents, you know, um, I've dealt with a lot of anger my, in my entire life because my mom, I remember this, like, I remember so many moments of my childhood with like such vividity and other moments I don't, right? But I remember this time my mom looked at me and said, you know, you can't be angry anymore. So I'm like, okay, in my brain, because it's, I, I think very logically most of the time, I'm like, okay, that means I can't ever express anger again. And I'm like, that, that's just mind blowing to me because, you know, it's anger is just an emotion, right? If we understand what to do with our emotions, then we can have a better relationship with ourselves. And as we understand ourselves more, then the world around us starts to make more sense, right? And that's how money kind of comes in. If we can understand ourselves more, if we can work on ourselves, right? On what do we want to grow in our businesses? Uh, what kind of boundaries do we want to have? Because that's another thing people don't ever, like pe- parents always teach children to share everything, right? And pretty soon then we're wondering why adults don't have boundaries. It's like, because they were never taught boundaries as children. So, you know, having boundaries, having uh, confidence in ourselves, right? Just understanding what is that big vision and impact we want to make. And if we focus on that for ourselves, then we're going to go out and find the relationships that are going to help us bring in the resources we're looking for. And that's really what money does, right? It's just, again, like this big mirror back on our face. And the problem is, is we'd like to hide it. We don't want to deal with it because it does reflect back to us. And I think at a subconscious level, everybody realizes that. And so they don't, they like want to hide money, right? It's in your bank account. You don't keep it with you. I mean, people aren't going to see this, but I keep a a stack of $10,000 sitting on my deck, on my desk right here by me right? It's a reminder to me to be like, hey, like, how you doing? You're a friend. I want to have a relationship with you. And as I do that, then I understand myself at a deeper level every day. And if I can understand what's happening in this space right here, then I can start to understand other people and help them also discover themselves. And as they do that, then they have more meaningful, deep relationships with other people, including themselves. Go deeper into driving force. I give to all my clients, hey, get money on your desk and journal, ask it questions, like talk to it. Um, Because here's what, on on the other side, the adverse side of that is we have experiences and stories that we have built into us, right? From childhood, from adulthood, we did something and it was kind of cause and effect style, right? We live our lives by these stories and experiences. Money's no different. So we had some experience in life that, you know, has us acting or interacting with money in a certain way. Now, it's not always cut and dry to say, hey, you know, if you go ask, you know, five people to buy your product, you know, they're all going to say no because of, you know, some past experience and how you're showing up with money. It's not that cut and dry, but it still influences the way we talk, how confident we are, how we approach ourselves uh, as we approach our sales conversations, as we decide to put our products out online. Um, 
right? So all these driving factors behind like our interactions and how we perceive our truth to be. And that's an important piece, right? Because when you look at, there are some universal truths, but really the way I think about how something should be is going to be different than you, right? Based upon our different experiences and our perceptions and our life experiences. If we can start to break down those walls and be like, money's not the thing that did that to you. Somebody else had you had that bad experience, right? It's going to start to remove the doubt and fear from the actions we take. And if we can remove the doubt and fear from actions we take, then we become unstoppable. And whatever that big vision is we have, right? Whatever that driving force is that we have uh, in our lives and why we're in business and why we're out there, you know, doing what we do every day, it becomes easier to do that. We have more confidence. And when we show up, people start to respond to that. And I think at the end of the day, we build such a trust within ourselves that we know when we say we're going to do something, we do it. Instead of letting, again, that doubt and fear kind of prevent us from going 100% into what we want to do. What was your, your transformation during the, during the time, during your journey? I think uh, one of the, the, the pivotal points, um, I'm 42 now. And, and when this kind of journey started um, with the whole PTSD with my wife and all that, I was 30. So this happened, uh, you know, uh, then. So that was kind of the, the pivotal point went through all that craziness. And I didn't even know at this point in time, I just like through all of that, I had continued to make more money at my job. And I would get like, you know, comments from my bosses that'd be like, Hey, you know, we don't usually give these bonuses to people, but you've, we feel like you've earned it this year. Right. I was a hard worker too, but I was getting bonuses bigger than I was supposed to. Uh, there was one year where I was almost fired at my mid-year review. And by the end of the year, I got the biggest bonus in my department, you know, it was taking care of her, but I was like, I was working hard. Right. Um, and then it like at, after kind of that pinnacle moment of like, something's got to change. Uh, that's when we decided to move back closer to our, um, our family. Um, I worked out a deal with my corporate work that I was doing with it. I just work remotely, right? So we could be closer to family. It was better for her mental health to have a better support system, all that fun stuff. Um, and here's where kind of things shifted in the, in the mode for myself, right? Because I had been doing this money stuff, but I didn't recognize it at the time. Um, and we moved back and there was a, a seminar that my wife's aunt invited her to go to. It was kind of like a couple's seminar. Uh, we had just moved back. I'd used some vacation. I'm like, I don't need to work on myself. So I was like, I don't need that. But I tell my wife that I'm just like, oh, I don't have time off, right? I kind of feigned that I don't have time off. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go to it. So it was a three-day deal. She goes to it. She's like, oh my gosh, this is mind-blowing uh, what the guy was teaching. And he's a personal development coach here in, in my local area. And so she signed us up to go again in the springtime. And so we plan out this whole thing and it's kind of a little retreat. So it's about an hour away from where we live. We got a hotel room and all that. And I, and I remember vividly, I'm like, I didn't really want to go. Like, I felt like we were in a good place. Um, but I didn't feel like I didn't want to go. And, and that morning I almost like feigned sick, even though we had spent like 500 bucks to go to this thing. But I'm just like, fine. It's kind of that, again, back to my old way of operating, just like, I'm going to avoid things, right? So I was just avoiding it. I was kind of that silent resistance. And I get there. And so I finally agree to go and I'm like, okay, whatever. And so I'm sitting there and there's like 300 people in the audience, right? And, and, and he hops up and it's like a, you know, any of the personal development guys, right? It's like all hype and all craziness at the front. And I'm like, man, what am I doing here? I remember thinking, I'm like, I had a pad of paper to take some notes. And I'm like, this is, I don't know, what am I doing here? And then I thought in my brain, I remember this too. I'm like, you know, I'm a smart guy. So I'm like, I took three days of vacation, like paid time off to be here. That means, you know, I know how much money I make per hour. 
like if I do nothing, if I learn nothing, then I'm going to be wasting money and time off. So I might as well like listen and, and just kind of, you know, get something out of this weekend, you know? So I kind of let my heart soften a bit and just like, what can I learn to help make myself a better person here? Um, you know, and we left there spending like close to 10 grand on services from him. Um, and that kind of started like this whole journey into real looking more at myself and then seeing how what I had done was really a reflection and had started me on this path yet, but I didn't know it. Um, so it was real transformational for me at that point in time. And I remember back in the beginning, kind of, as I started the shift is, you know, if, if I can, if somebody else can do it, why can't I? Right. And that really started driving the questions of why, what's preventing me. Um, Cause there's one point in time, I remember, you know, seeing people on stage and I'm like, I want to speak on stage. I want to speak to people. Like I have these ideas I want to share, which has been like the first time in my life, right? This time I was like 35. Uh, and, I, and it really started the, that, that, that process for me of figuring out, you know, why can't I, if somebody else can, why can't I, I'm a smart guy. Now, maybe if, you know, I'm not going to send rockets into space, right? That's not my path. But if people can get up and speak on stage about their thoughts, why can't I, right? And it started this whole inward journey of myself to figure out what's really going on, what's making Joe tick, and do I like it or not, right? And that's when I start shedding the, the behaviors and, and thoughts that I no longer serve me for the direction I wanted to go, right? And started, you know, putting in morning routines and journaling exercises and um, you know, things like that to help me start reforming the way my brain thinks. And, you know, where I said before I couldn't, that now I say I can, and I'm going to figure out how I can. So it created a lot of drive in me um, just to continue forward and really start to transformation, transform my life. Open your eyes right, open your mind. It's a beautiful day, it's a beautiful life. There's a reason you're here, you got something to What's your daily routine? Uh, I get up in the mornings. Um, I do some personal affirmations that I've created myself. So about every 12 weeks I go through and I'll create like a new set of like five. Um, I'll sit down and I'll uh, do an exercise, what I call like write and burn. So I sit down and uh, take out a piece of paper and I just like write out all the garbage that, you know, tells me that I can't. And then I'll either rip it up or I'll literally put it like in a, in a can and burn it. Um, and then I sit down and I journal to money. And I said, you know, like ask the money, say, Hey money, like what, what are we going to do today? Like, where are your friends at? Like we I just have some different prompts I use. Um, and then just journal about that. Um, and then I've recently added in, you know, some exercise. I want to start working on fitness for my body. So I've been working on my mind and the fitness there and the body needs to catch up now. Um, but that's really my morning routine. And um, for the most part, you know, stay pretty close to doing that every morning and, um, you know, there's some, depending on how I'm feeling, sometimes there's some meditation as well in there, but um, it really helps, right? Helps center my brain and what am I really trying to accomplish for the day and allowing myself and those inner truths to come out and allow me to, you know, just act upon kind of the intuition that I have. Are you a one-man band or do you have any kind of organizations, VAs, J JVs, peer-to-peer? -peer? 
Um, some peer-to-peer, -peer, and then I have some uh, VAs that work, and we have a small team. So I run my business. My wife runs a business uh, that does uh, more intuitive coaching, um, and then we have a team that works for both of us. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't do this alone. It's it's. <laughs> How many um, hours are you working per day, on yeah, a daily I mean, basis? Yeah, on, on on average, I bet we work. Um, well, I look at like what we worked last year, right? As we sat down and looked and say how much, how, what, what was our revenue last year, and how much do we work? Um, and we worked a little less than part time. What the corporate world would say, you know, the normal in the U.S. is forty hours. We worked, but we worked probably on average between sixteen, maybe twenty hours a week. Um, so we don't kill ourselves. I mean, obviously, some days are you know we're going to work twelve hour days, but then we're going to take you know three days off. Um, so. Our, our goal for, for our business life, uh, and I think it's important for our, all entrepreneurs, is really to integrate it in a way that work when you need to and take time off when you need to. Like personal, like, like personal care is so important to me. Yeah, personal care is really important to me, right? Because if you don't take care of yourself, then your business is going to suffer, right? If you are your business, uh, there's there's nothing more important than really taking care of you, both mentally, physically, spiritually, so you can continue on. So, uh, I don't think you have to work, you know, sixty-hour weeks. I think you can accomplish a lot of what you want to do much. Oh, absolutely. In absolutely. a lot less time. You are still with your wife, or you are? Yes, 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 yes. yes. So we, we, yeah. So part of that journey, right? If you want to add in. Um, we talked about divorce, right? We, we really contemplated it. Um, you know, uh, are our lives going in the same direction? Um, and that was important too, because it was, it was a question for both of us and, and we both chose back in. Right. And I think that's the part that's so important, right? With anything that we do, like our choice is so important to our own like destinies, like what we want to do. And we chose back in. Yeah. So we, um, 2021, this will be our 20th year anniversary this year. Congrats. In June. So, Yes, we've uh, been through a lot together and, uh, you know, we continue to choose back in every day. And as we do that, then we have a wonderful marriage. Um, you know, we do business kind of together and, you know, help each other out. And um, it, it's been a wonderful journey thus far and, you know, to hopefully 40, 50 more years. Sugar, I'll take me to that place that you love so much. Sweetie. I've placed myself as a very grounded person, um, generally more an optimist, right? I look at the possibilities of what can be, um, and I try to see the good in people, um, which has been a big shift for me. I was kind of very pessimistic for a long time, a little more depressed, but looking back at even that time, I'm like, I, because I wasn't really doing what I wanted to do. I was doing what I was good at, um, which paid the bills, but it didn't, I, there wasn't the fulfillment that I find now in what I do in, in the life I have. Um, but yeah, I think that, uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I, those would probably be the words I would use to describe myself as where I'm at right now. Uh, what piece are still missing? Yeah. Um, I, I look at that and ask myself that all the time. Like what, what else do I still need? And like I say, this year is, 
um, definitely a year uh, that both my my wife and I are working on our, our physical health, right? Because our our mental health we've been working on for a long time now. Um, but I think that's that's the piece I'm missing. I think that's the piece to uh, to help me along. I do some activity, like I play ice hockey, um, and I find it a lot of fun. But that's about the extent of my exercise. Um, so adding some of that in, right? Kind of looking at my body as a whole to be like, hey, my my head is in a really good place my body needs to catch up now. Um, and so for this year, that's really the focus for myself, right? To continue to build a business, continue to work on the mindset and the, the theory I have, but also add in some of that uh, physical movement, you know, to help kind of with the, the stuck energy in my body to help release it and, you know, release some weight as well. Candy canes and chocolate, bubble gum and cheesy chips, lovely fill, lollipops, I just don't want it to stop, stop. How to get starting today? I want more money. I want more peace in my life. I want more freedom. So, Joe, please help me. <laughs> and I think you know, Martin. I, this is a this is the mind blowing thing that I, I think that even a hallway conversation can can resolve, right? And that's um, you know the number one tool I give anybody, even just in passing, is get some cash. Like, not just have like money in the bank, but actually get some physical cash to put on your desk and start journaling to it every day. Ask it questions, get to know it. Um, and it's pretty amazing what people start to discover about themselves, about money, how they think about it. Um, you know, cause part of the, the personal development journey is just understanding what we need to work on. A lot of us are uh, a little tone deaf. I know I have been for a lot of my life, like tone deaf to what's actually happening around us. So if we can quiet our time and take like even 10 minutes a day and just sit down and it's kind of a morning routine and just like talk to your cash, see what it has to say, just write, be, be non-prejudiced about what you're like hearing, right? Not, not like physically hearing from your cash, but what, what's the thoughts running through your head. And as you do that, you're going to find what those next steps are for building a relationship with money, building a relationship with yourself and what you can start taking action on tomorrow. So that would be my number one thing to like, have people do like the people don't have enough cash in their lives. And if they can get some and start talking to it, life will be different tomorrow. Like I said earlier in the episode, right? I have an actual stack of $10,000 that sits on my desk. Now it doesn't have to be that much, right? It can literally be like a single bill, but just put it on your desk and literally like, again, uh, it might feel a little weird to like actually speak out loud to it, but I would, I would encourage you to speak out loud to it. Say, Hey, Money, where are you at? Hey, money, how are you doing today? But have a pen and a piece of paper, right? And just start writing down whatever comes back to you, you know, those thoughts that come through. So it's a little bit of abstract of like you, the answers are going to come from within. But if we ask the question externally, what happens is we start having a more full body experience with this journaling exercise. I believe in full body experiences, meaning that we're using more than one of our senses to have an interaction right? We're looking at the money. So we're using sight. We're talking to it. So not only are we speaking, but then we're also listening to our own voice. And as we do that, it slows our mind down. It slows our heart down in a way that then we can start to listen to ourselves. Most of the time we think about things when we journal or when we're starting to have, um, you know, kind of theoretical discussions with ourselves. We all do it just inside of our brains. 
and our brains process information so fast that we miss the details sometimes. So if we can speak it, and then we got to write it down so it even slows it down even more, then we can really start to let that sink in what we need to do. What kind of state of mind do I need? Are there any prerequisites for communicating with money? I would say first, no, don't overcomplicate it. Just sit down and do it. Whatever, don't be, don't, don't be prejudiced about what you write on the paper, just write it. It could be that you hate money and that money's not your friend. Cool. That's a starting point, right? Most of us don't know where we're starting from. So it's hard to say, hey, here's the next best tool for you because you don't even know where you're at. So we're just kind of like creating a little GPS for like, where are we at? What's the weather check on this? I, I don't know how I feel. Cool. Write it down. And tomorrow you may feel different. But yeah, like if until you know, then it's really hard to start. So are we talking about some some kind of awareness through the time? There, there'll definitely be awareness that happens. Um, and I think awareness is the first key to transformation, right? If we can understand where we're at, understand what's going on, then we can go take action on it. Um, the other piece of that framework is, you know, sometimes we need some accountability. That's why we hire business coaches and mindset coaches and other people, right? So we can have people accountable to us. But if we can be aware, we can go take action and try to change that and be accountable because we need that as human beings, right? To say, hey, I need to tell you I did this or didn't do it, right? It, it, dri it drives us a little different. Then we can find the transformation we're looking for. And acceptance as a second step. So I accept my situation at the moment. I accept my blockage I have regarding money or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. then I can create yeah. new value. Yeah. I think that's a uh, thanks for calling that out because I think that's important. Because if we can accept it and accept it as we are, not without prejudice against ourselves, right? Because when we start beating up on ourselves because we haven't done something right or we weren't aware of something, there we it doesn't promote change, right? It doesn't promote healthy lifestyle within ourselves. But if we can accept it be like, cool, this is where I'm at. This is a good starting point. Cool. Now I'm going to go do something different. Right. And take that next step and, you know, whatever comes out, comes out and start taking action. Some action is going to be better than no action. Yeah, the emotion side, it's taken a long time. Like I used to be like super cut off from my emotions. Um, but yeah, everything that's happened in life is a. Uh, definitely pushed me in the direction of at least dealing with them and processing them and understanding, you know, really what's ticking on the inside and trying to, you know, change that and then watch the outside world change at the same time. One of my favorite money books that I've read um, is called The Little Money Bible by Stuart Wilde. Um, Stuart Wilde, if you don't know about him, he's a kind of a new age thinker. Um, he's since passed away. Um, but I like the, the kind of down to earth, um, philosophy that he took when talking about money and what he's placed out there. Right? He talked about the, the physical effects about money and then shared stories. He talked about the kind of spiritual and the metaphysical kind of, he wrapped it all up and he, he kind of got a little far out there for me. Um, but I think it was the first time in my life where I'm like, I'm going to, as I was reading a book was I'm going to take what really resonates with me and everything else I'm just going to not worry about, right? Because there were some things about him creating little shrines in his house. I'm like, I'm not going to go that far. Um, but but some of the concepts and, and things that he was teaching about just a different way to interact with money was uh, quite, um, 
it, when I read it, it was just like mind blowing. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about I could interact with money that way. Um, so for anybody, you know, that wants a good book to read, that's and it's really a short read. It's like maybe 120 pages or something like that. It's pretty short, uh, but really good, really really good. Where can people find you, Joe? So your uh, the best, yeah, <laughs> for me, my wisdom. So uh, I'm changing how I'm doing it. I used to have a, a you know, as any business, a, a lead magnet to send people to called Attitudes of Money, uh, which is still out there. But really, if you go to my website, it's www.josephmburns.com. You can find everything. You can find uh, Attitudes of Money on there. What I'm really excited about is the last year I spent um, creating a lot of content for YouTube. And that's all going to be released. And people are, my, my attitude is I want to give back to people who are following me. So there's going to be a bunch of free content on there talking about, hey, what can you do about the different attitudes of money? Um, and it's all going to be all free. It's not be paywalled or anything behind that. So you can go. And then if you want to follow me more, there's a newsletter and, and fun stuff like that on my website. Thanks, Joe. I, I hope uh, your wife and you and, and your loved ones and your business will prosper and uh, everything will be fine. Thanks, Martin. I appreciate uh, that. And I appreciate you uh, having me on your show. This has been a lot of fun. Twenty-first Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Subscribe to us as you leave a positive review on iTunes.